0: Man, we are in the thick of fake spring here in Denver. Did I say that last week? Anyways, we are, and I'm talking like low 70s, sunny, no wind, super gorgeous, sun shining on my skin. I went for a walk with um, the very lovely Hannah Croft the other day. Uh you know hashtag stupid walks for our stupid mental health that's a joke, y'all if you missed it um anywho the snow is going to be upon us this weekend. I'm giving y'all like i'm I'm serving all of the same the same stories, fake spring, blah, I know we need the moisture, blah, we still have like several months of this bullshit. It's fine. When you're from here, when you live here, you get accustomed to it. And also, if I'm being super honest with you, I kind of love fake spring. Like, it's just, it's like a nice mix. You also never know what you're going to get. Today it was 73 degrees. Sunday it's supposed to be like 35 and snowing. And then it'll be back up. I'm positive (laughs) like the mid (laughs) sixties within a couple of days. And so it's like a little bit of a shock to the system, but also, um, the growers, you know, like the local growers around here are getting what they need and you just get a nice mixture, you know, like too many cold days in a row. And I'm like, ugh, and then catch me, you know, like towards the end of July when it's just 97 degrees relentlessly, like weeks on end, um, ask me, ask me if I remembered the shit. I wanted to talk about fake spring. Okay. So we're leading with that. Anywho, also in regards to my dear friend, Hannah Croft, um, so many of y'all have sent me so many messages about how much you loved that episode. Uh, and I actually have been meaning to share that with her. And so this is a good reminder. I opened my, uh, inbox to like another two emails that was like, y'all killed it. And I loved listening to you guys go back and forth. And also, um, you're real fucking gross for eating soggy cereal. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go on back a few episodes (laughs) where, um, yeah, I got, I got dragged for, um, for my affinity for soggy cereal. At any rate, I'm actually looking so forward. I have so many fun things and meaningful things coming down the pipeline with Hannah. Um, I get to be, you know, in close quarters with her and going on like a friend date on Saturday, which like my heart and soul very much needs. And then Sunday we are actually going, um, we're going to take the kids. Um, one of my favorite, local farmers, Jade uh, from Minoru, is they're having a fundraiser for her at Gold Spot. And so there's going to be a bunch of vegan food trucks and bakers, folks that I have done markets with in the past, folks that I love, folks that are turning really fantastic product. And so I also can't wait to do that with her. And then just a couple of days after that, y'all, I have like such a tickle in my throat and I don't know what it is. It's fake spring, isn't it? Yeah, forgive me. I'm like, I've been doing this all day. It's getting on my nerves. It's probably going to get on your nerves too. Anyways, and then just a few short days after that, we are hosting our very first in in-person together community sort of um, gathering for Hospitality Matters. And if you're like, what are you talking about, Ava? What is this hospitality matters that you speak of? Let me, let me go ahead and tell you again. Y'all should just really listen to that episode because there's a lot of good content in there. <laughs> but that, that was like at the very beginning stages of trying to conceptualize hospitality matters and what we wanted it to look like and what we wanted to do. And so basically, it is going to be an in person healing space for the food and beverage industry. Uh, It's going to be bi weekly, in person. Uh, It'll be facilitated by Hannah, who is a a trauma informed and pleasure focused licensed therapist here in Denver, and organized by me, yours truly, me. And Basically, it's just going to be like a safe space where folks can come and gather and build community and access support during whatever the fuck this is, specifically in reference to the pandemic, but also, you know, and, um, basically this was born out of Hannah was listening to NPR one morning as one does, as she specifically does uh, and listening about how there is a specific restaurant group here in Denver that started essentially offering an in-house uh, mental health practitioner free of charge to their employees to essentially lend and offer the same the same thing. And it sparked something in her, which then prompted her to reach out to me via voice message as we communicate. I mean, that's truly most of the time. I mean, the length at which we talk at our phones simply to just send the other person a message and then for the other person to just turn around and send another two minute long voice message Would it make more sense for us to just get on the phone? Maybe. And also that's besides the point. And shush, this is just what we do. So she sends me this voice memo and is like, I have a spark. I'm feeling some kind of a way about this. I feel like I want to do something. And I was like, duh, you're perfect to do that. And also I want in. And basically, you know, aside from the ways in which it presses on our hearts personally, or the fact that I, you know, I also work in the industry adjacent. I mean, I do, but also I work for myself. And so it's a little bit different, but heavy relate, hard relate. And uh, she grew up with, you know, her in the industry. Her father is in the industry and has been for a long time. And so my father was when I was a child. And then people... Our people work in the industry, people that we love and care about deeply. And the industry as a whole is something that matters to us. I mean, we are food and Bev people inside of our bones. And so I am looking so forward to this. It's free of charge all we ask is you know for each and every uh gathering like i said it'll be bi-weekly. it's starting march 8th here in denver uh the people are reserving a space a, a ticket if you will through eventbrite and i'm actually going to include the link to that um i'm going to link it to my instagram for now because this will be posted the day of our next workshop but That way y'all can stay in the know or you can pass along, you can pass along the info. But at any who, yeah, next Tuesday, March 8th is going to be our first one. And I am thrilled. I, for those of you that are into this kind of thing, at the very beginning of the year, I had my cards read by a local non-binary Jewish witch, Jewish Which say that 19 times fast and something that they spoke about several times was I see so much community you know, I don't know what that means for you or, and at the time, I mean, this wasn't even conceptualized yet, but that was something that they really pressed on me was the idea of you are going to be in the community this year. You're going to have a lot of community around you and it's going to be so good. It's going to be really good for you and you're going to do good things within the community. And I, I am my cup runneth over y'all. I am fucking thrilled and also honored. And I feel just a lot of gratitude for somebody, you know, for being friends with somebody like Hannah, who wants to lend their, you know, their spoons, you know, their meta spoons and their time and their energy and their practice, uh, you know, to our community. And I'm like, hi, I'll bring snacks and be of service to y'all in any way that I can. So hospitality matters, uh, stay in the loop. I'm sure y'all will hear me bang on about it all the time on this podcast. So also in regards to community, I am officially, I mean, I've been organizing it, but offbeat market. Denver is officially a licensed business here in the state of Colorado uh, it is my newest baby and endeavor. Uh, and again, community, y'all. And I am overjoyed. I really am. You know, when I think about that reading and I, I am a firm believer in what is meant for you will come to you, but I am also a more firm believer in if you want that shit, you better put your boots on and you better walk towards it. And you better do the things in order for you to actually get there and do the things. You know what I'm saying? Like there's this idea of like manifestation and you know, if it's meant for you, it'll come to you. And I love all of that. And I also know inside of my bones that I'm not actually going to get anything that's meant for me unless I'm willing to work for it. And so she is out here putting herself out there. Uh, Offbeat Market is specifically a market that uh, prioritizes businesses that are owned by women, queer folk, non-binary folk, black, and people of color. And we got all sorts of things going on. I mean, there's apothecary-type situations. There are um, like clean burning candles. There's artists. There's tattoo artists. There's folks that... Uh, Create clothing. There are pasta makers that are using um, local grain with like freshly milled pasta and doing wondrous things for educating people about, you know, the food that they eat and where the fuck it comes from. There, um, y'all have also heard on this podcast my friend Lara Russo, who now is the owner of Ollie and Iggy, which is doing like awesome kids' clothing and accessories, gender-free, uh, sustainable. I mean, and the wait list, y'all. I mean, there are pe- like bakers and makers and creators and people that went, want in on this. And I, again, am just feeling so thrilled and so lucky to be able to bring folks together in this capacity, in this way, and to connect with one another and to showcase all of the dope things that are happening in Denver. I mean, so many of these people blow me away with the things that they make and are wildly talented and know a lot about their craft and are really passionate about their craft and a lot of these folks have you know values that are very similar to mine and are engaged in the community and giving back to the community in meaningful ways and again I am feeling like the luckiest girl in the whole wide world lately. I really am. And part of that is who I have chosen to surround myself with. And also part of that is she's putting in work. I'm putting in so much work and I want this to be successful, not for myself, but for the folks that I am supporting. So if and when you are in Denver, please follow on Instagram at... Offbeat Market, Denver, and y'all will stay in the know. For now, it's just uh, once a month. I am hoping to make this bi-monthly come May, and then we're just gonna kind of see, kind of see where it goes from there. But those of you that have like reached out and have been cheering me on, I appreciate y'all. Um, that kind of thing never goes unnoticed to me. So with with that, let's get on into it. Ugh, I just feel, I just feel good. You know, when you just feel good, I just feel good and excited. And like a, a, a weight has been lifted off my, my chest. And I have, I have a lot of, I have a lot of good stuff to look forward to this summer. Y'all thanks for sticking it out with me. Let's get into these questions. Okay. That's enough. Hi, Ava. I was given a lot of Pharaoh recently by a colleague of mine, and it has since been sitting on my counter staring at me. I have no idea what to do with it because I've never had it before. Can you make some suggestions? Listen here. I am very excited that you sent this to me because the irony is that I recently bought myself a bag of Pharaoh and... I mean, it's in my cupboard, so it's not necessarily staring at me, but when I open that bitch up, I'm like, oh yeah, you, which is unfortunate because I love Pharaoh and I also feel like it is wildly like underrepresented. What is the word that I'm looking for? All of my brain cells just fell out as soon as I was looking for that word. Y'all know what I mean. I feel like it's the underdog of grains in, in, in some ways. So here's the deal. It's an ancient grain, right? So when I think of ancient grains, you're thinking of like kamut and like quinoa, which uh, quinoa. I have beef. With quinoa, We're going to get to Pharaoh, but let me just talk about quinoa for a second. Quinoa takes me back to like my heavy dieting days. You know what I'm saying? Like when I wouldn't even eat brown rice because it wasn't healthy. Jesus, be a lighthouse for some of my bullshit, okay? Because at any rate, I really don't fuck with quinoa anymore because it kind of grosses me out. Because I think of those days and how I used it, and all I can picture is like, no, I'm not even gonna tell you. Never mind, it's too embarrassing. We're not talking about the quinoa. Pharaoh is delightful. It is like this really nutty and chewy. Like, that's what I love about it. Like, it's not, I mean, it has so much texture to it. You know what I'm saying? I think it's divine and I really don't use it a lot. And if I'm being honest with you, so you can, if I'm being honest, now is a perfect time to do so. I mean, it's a fucking grain. Okay. So we can use it whenever, but especially when I'm thinking of fake spring, this is the time of year that I, you know my my soups and my stews become like a lot brighter. I'm making things that have, you know, lemon and dill, and I'm making more vinaigrettes. And farro, man, what a vehicle. Also, you can use it interchangeably like with, the same way that you would use barley. I like farro better than I like barley. I actually can't tell you the last time that I cooked with barley but what i would do especially this time of year is make like a like a warm farro salad and i think that it would be fantastic with like some asparagus that you've blanched um and then shocked right some kind of like really herbaceous bright Vinaigrette, feta, um, maybe throw some olives in there. I mean, I'm talking like full blown, you know, like main course salad that is going to be super satisfying, have a lot of texture going on. Man, let's, I'm gonna go to the kitchen and I'm gonna make food right now. <laughs> I realize that we're not quite to asparagus season. And so, you know, you can rein that in for a moment. I mean, you could even do something with like shaved Brussels sprouts. Um, you can absolutely add it to <clears throat> soups, you know, like if you were going to make something, if you wanted something like a little bit heartier, almost like same approach, beef and barley, you know, if you wanted to riff on like a pot roast esque. Type stew situation, you know what I'm saying? Like a little bit more, uh, weight and comfort, that sort of thing. Just get in there. I know that sometimes, so in the past, like I've made it in my pressure cooker. And so I'm not going to give you water ratios, but it's definitely not rice ratios. You know what I'm saying? Like it's not one cup of rice to two cups of water. I would like to say, <clears throat> oh my gosh, you guys, please bear with me. I want to say it's like one to two and a half or even three. That's a good old Google moment for you there, but I hope that that helps. I hope that that helps my, my first, I really, I'm, I'm leaning towards, yeah, I'm leaning towards the salad, the salad situation. I absolutely think that that is where I would start. You could even do something like uh, you could do. I just had like a almost like a Greek or like Mediterranean, kind of like a chopped salad. I realize that tomatoes are not in season. Are y'all going to drag me for that? So sit like almost, I'm picturing like a Greek salad, chopped Greek salad, but using, you know, Pharaoh as like a little bit more of like a a vehicle to it. Okay. I hope that that helps. It should help. I hope that that helps. You know what I will say is make a little bit more vinaigrette because it absorbs. I mean, you're not, you don't want like you're just like with any salad. You don't want it to be like swimming. Okay. But you know, the other thing that you could do too is like a stuffed pepper. That would be fantastic. Instead of using rice, use Pharaoh. Anyways, I'm excited now. I'm going to make Pharaoh this weekend. I will report back. Whatever I just suggested is absolutely something that I'm going to do. So just be prepared for that. Thanks for your support. <laughs> oh, man. I was thinking about how I have not laughed at as many of my jokes recently. Maybe I'm just finding myself to be less funny. I need new material, y'all. Anywho, Kat in New Mexico wrote, Eva, I loved hearing you talk about pasole on last week's episode. I grew up eating it as a staple in the colder months, and it took me back to my childhood. Do you make the red version? That's what I'm used to and is my favorite. Do you ever make any other variations? Hi, Kat. I love fasole so much. Um, Hands down, one of my most favorite things to make. Hands down, one of my most favorite stews or soups or however you want to categorize it by far. <sighs> I do not... I do not typically make any other variation. I do make the red. I have made a green, you know, with like a tomatillo base, and I like it, but it's not my favorite. I will always go back to the red. There are several variations you could do a white, you could do there is a black pozole, which I have never made. Um, I also have never made the white if I am going to go out on a limb here and say that it's real close to like whatever white chicken chili type situation. Just, you know, there are no chilies added. Um I'm so partial to the red though. I really am. I love the depth of it. And to be honest with you, there are just so many other things that I would make in that like sort of tomatillo tangy wheelhouse that I love, you know, like, um, I make something really similar, like a pulled pork situation basically stewed in tomatillo i mean it's like stewed in salsa verde really and so you know same idea idea adjacent i remember somebody was like oh this is green chili and i was like no 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 nope this is this is absolutely not green chili this is green pork i'm like this is tomatillo pork this is not green chili zip your lips shush <laughs> shit. But no, I'm I'm glad that you listened to that episode. I'm glad that it took you back. Honestly, it took me back too. I was thinking I mean it's probably been when I first moved in to my apartment with the babies. Uh, I remember making it pretty early on. You know, it was like the dead of winter. It was right around Christmas time when we moved in and that was one of the first things that I made. As like a as like a comfort thing, you know. So, yeah, thank you, thank you for that. And if anybody else is like out here stanning any other variations, or like if you are hyper partial to anything other than red, or if you have solid recipes that you want to share, I want to hear about it. Especially the black version. I want to hear what y'all are doing. Report back, please. Anywho, Billy. In West Virginia wrote, Hey, Ava, I was listening to the episode you recorded in Oregon, and now I feel like I'm on a mission to go somewhere just to eat. I am so looking forward to getting back to traveling just so I can discover new good food. Do you have any food-friendly travel plans coming up this year? I hope you decide to share. Man, the food in Oregon, I just... I'm not even going to get into it, Okay. Because it was a whole entire episode that you can find. Scroll on back to September and you will find an entire episode about the delightful seafood that I ate while I was in Oregon. And man, God love you, Billy in West Virginia. Because if your girl is traveling, without a shadow of a doubt, it's literally... I, I travel for two things typically. Okay, three. There are three reasons why I travel. To find a hot springs, to hike, and to eat in no particular order. Those are generally my requirements. I'll, I'll relax, like with some flexibility. There was no hot springing in Oregon. Okay. Doesn't matter. The food was divine. We'll go back strictly to eat and take my ass to the, to the coast again. Okay. But generally speaking, if I'm going somewhere, I need like at least there has to be solid food. Okay. Let's just start there. And if I can get two out of three money, I do not have any specific travel plans for this year. No. Also, your girl loves a spontaneous moment. So that's not to say that I'm not necessarily going anywhere. I was tentatively planning a trip to Asheville because I have never been. And I am really still hoping to make it out there this year uh, for several reasons. I really want to see the Smoky Mountains. I want to eat there. I want to hike there. I do want to find a hot spring while I am there. From what I have gathered, she might get lucky with all three, y'all. And if that's the case, but so I realized that I just stole your sunshine and your thunder a little bit, Billy, forgive me, but For those of y'all that are listening, and if you have recommendations for Asheville, let a girl know, because I would love to know. And other than that, no, not necessarily. I want to take the babies camping. And when I go camping, I always cook for it. Like cooking for it is kind of a thing. And it's something that I enjoy. I realize that's not traveling for food. So let me stop. But no, I don't. Aside from Asheville, I... I do not have any, any, any solid plans in the pipeline. I know I do want to take a road trip. I have a specific place in mind. I don't know if it's happening yet, so I'm not jinxing it, but if, and when I run across solid food, I will circle on, I will circle on back, but No, that's about it. If I, I mean, if I am like letting my bones kind of sink in and I'm letting myself kind of daydream a bit, I would really love to go to the beach at some point this year. I really would. I am a cancer and I'm a big time water baby brat. And so I just... I need to see the ocean like once a year, you know, that needs to be a thing for me. And so if I'm being honest, I feel like that is, I don't know where, I don't know if that means, uh, the coast. I also would really love to visit, um, Maine, you know, opposite coast. I would love to do that. And so I don't know, Billy, hopefully I can get both of us, some recommendations. And like I said, I'm sorry that I ran with your question and I'm sorry that I don't have more plans. If and when you decide to come out to Denver, I can give you some solid recs for that. If you just want to make a trip out to here, I promise I'll make up for it and I'll give you some recommendations here locally. Okay? Forgive me. (laughs) Anyways, it was good to catch up with y'all this week. Like I said, I'm going to include um, my Instagram handle in some of the show notes. That way y'all can find it and stay connected to the Hospitality Matters movement and also um, the link for Offbeat Market if and when you are in the Denver area and or visiting and you want to stay in the know and swing by at some point. I'll catch up with y'all next week. Have a good week.